Welcome to the Casual Fridays REI podcast, where you'll learn about the wildly profitable niche of land investing. Active land investors Adam Southey and Justin Sleva are here to share their experiences with you so that you can learn how to build massive cash flow and huge profits from this highly lucrative niche. So without further ado, here are your hosts, Adam Southey and Justin Sleva. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Adam Southey here with my co-host, Justin Sleva, and this is the Casual Fridays REI podcast. Today, we're talking about buying Native American land. Before we do that, though, let's talk about the Casual Fridays REI consulting program. Guys, basically, we're here to help. Doesn't matter if you're brand new to this and you're looking for some help on picking and pricing a county, or you've been at it for a while and you're looking for some help on ways to expand. All you got to do is go to our website at casualfridaysrei.com, click on the consulting tab, walk through the sign up, and we'll be in touch to help you get started. Yo. What's up? Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Big week last week for the, the Sleva household. Why is that? Big decisions made. Jordan's joining the race team. Yeah, I remember you, yeah, I mean, you told me that. That was, that was uh, exciting. Is she going to be into it as much as Jackson? Or gotta, is it like my brother's doing it, my dad's doing it, I want to be part of it? So she's, she's gone out to the track once, and she always goes and kind of, she's like the sister that runs around and goes to this concession stand and gets snacks. So she tried to race one day, and she fell, and she was embarrassed. We went to practice this week, and her cousin Keaton came. Zach's, uh, he's, he's actually the, the 11-year-old that's been buying the property. He wanted to try it out because hockey's kind of coroned right now. So he came out, gave it a whirl, and actually ran into one of his buddies from the hockey rink out there that they didn't know was out there. So now he's all jumped in, ready to go. So Jordan practices with the boys the whole time, and she's keeping up with them. And in her mind, she's beating a couple of them. It's practice. It's not really race. But she makes it around the track the entire time without falling. And now it's, Dad, I'm ready to race. Mm-hmm. I got boys to beat. That's so cool. New bike's on its way. It comes in Monday or today. It'll be here. And uh, helmet's ordered. Jersey's ordered. She wouldn't let brother come with her to go get a jersey and a helmet because he got to go by himself. So she got to go by herself. Ah. So... What are you gonna do when she's like dating this long haired punk BMX guy, you know? Well, see, daddy goes around the track and daddy's not a small guy. So <laughs> that's not gonna be one of those things we have to worry about too much because I mean the cool thing about it is for me is if she does it for a year or she does it a couple times, she's gonna get a little bit of self confidence out of it. It'll be something she takes away. And it's like with anything in life, it's an experience that it's not an unhealthy experience. Like it's like, oh, my daughter's gonna become a competitive eater. You know, it's not yeah. it's not wrong bad, with that. But, I don't know that I want my daughter to be a competitive eater. You know, if that's what she chose to, I'd support it. But it's not something I'm going to push for. I'm going to push for something that's going to help her in balance. It's going to help her in strength. It's going to help her in speed. And then most importantly, mental, like that mental uh, ambiguity, I guess would be the word. Uh, the mental strength and that just the confidence in herself that she can accomplish any task she wants to. Yeah, those are good. She was playing soccer. That couldn't do all that too. Yeah, she, I mean, she was great at soccer, but they're not playing. Yeah, And she's fast and she's strong for her size. So... You know, it's going to put her up against, you know, boys and some girls, and we look forward to it. The national, we just got word the national series kicks back off um, in June. So, better believe we're making the drive. It's about a six hour drive. Mm. The, whole, the whole race team will be there, and Kaysen's about six months away from tearing up the Strider bikes. Yeah, well, it's good to see things are starting to open back up. The gym is about to open, which I'm excited about. Mm-hmm. I was pretty mad at the rules that they put out for it, but they've since eased up on those a little bit. Yeah. So, you no longer have to wear closed fingered gloves which which well, i was i was infuriated by that but anyway i'm tired of talking about corona i don't even want to hear the word anymore <laughs> but yeah all good things happening and you actually had a good week a real good week you got, land sales, you yeah. got three that went to closing this week um for 
I don't know what the profit total is, but close to about a hundred thousand dollars in revenue. So I mean, it's just ideal bass boat stuff. You know what we what we want to see. I think our cash outlay on that was somewhere around thirty grand. After everything's said and done, the down payments and because we have one that's term deal, and then all the cash back, we're gonna have about seventy thousand back in cash right off the top, and then you know thirty thousand left out in payments coming over some years. That's nice, especially because questions I keep getting are, what's the state of the land business right now? Yeah, and from everything that we've seen, we <laughs> yeah. don't have a you know. What's it called? Ball? Ma- yeah, crystal ball. We can't see the future, but right now everything's hot. Yeah, man. I had last month was a hundred plus thousand dollar revenue month. This month is it's fifteenth of the month, and it's going to be a hundred thousand dollar revenue month. And if we get that other property that we have a guy that's hot on, he's kind of made a soft offer. If we do that, that'll make it a hundred and fifty thousand dollar month. Yeah. And so, I mean, I I am not concerned with the state of the business as much as I was when week one of Corona happened. But again, it's just a testament to the way that we buy the property. And the margin that we build into these properties, you know, we could go chase, you know, thousand dollar properties and try to make two grand and be fighting over it. And people are buying those still. And there are people, a lot of people are doing well with that because people are charging to the credit card, using their stimulus checks. But the way we buy, you know, these properties that we're making 10 to 20 to 30,000 bucks each time we sell one and you're selling three or four a month, it becomes a really good living. Yeah. Well, not to mention that we just closed on you and I, mm-hmm. right? Project one, we just closed on the first two properties that yeah. have hundred thousand dollars spreads. Yeah. Each. Each. Yeah. So that's gonna be a little it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be nervous. And you know, the project one folks are getting to watch it as it comes through. I think the marketing stuff's getting put together is getting put in together over the weekend and hopefully be out soon enough and y'all can take a gander at those properties and see what it's like. Yeah. We yeah. we're just trying to see how the other side lives <laughs> on that. What's the other side? You know, the rich people. Oh, rich people. The rich, rich people. I know? get to see it through you all the time. <laughs> Shit. Oh, I had to fight the uh, electric company this month to keep the bills on, keep the uh, utilities on. Oh, my, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> now, I did get surprised. I, I So my sprinkler system was acting up, and I called my developer friend in, uh, in Burleson, and he, he says, he goes, you want the... You want the licensed guy or you want the good guy for cash? And I was like, well, give me the cash guy. You know how I do business. And cash guy comes up. He comes out one day. He goes, oh, man, you got a leak real bad here. We had to find the double check. We found it and turned it off. And so he goes, let it dry up. And we'll come back out and we'll dig it up and fix it. And I'll have my crew come out. It's like, okay, cool. And this guy's probably 25, 26, uh, fluent Spanish and English. Good looking kid. Comes out, nice, you know, decent truck, work truck. And says, oh, yeah, no worries, man. So I'm like, okay, this is the good cash guy. He's They're doing this on side, you know, kind of he's helping the other business going. They show up to fix it and they bring in, um, there's like four dudes, five dudes come out. And they, they knock out the leaks real quick. And he goes, did you want me to fix the zones too? And I'm like, well, you're here. Let's go ahead and fix it. He's like, all right, do you know where all your boxes are? And I'm like, no. So take away number one for this. Always know where your sprinkler boxes are. Don't let them get grown over with grass. Always weed eat them so they can find them. It's a pretty big charge because they had to bring out some sonar thing to find them. Mm-hmm. And four valves that had to be replaced in there. He handed me my bill. He's like, $1,200. I was like, I thought you were the cheap cash guy. Oh, my gosh. That doesn't sound that bad to me. I mean, it's sprinklers. <laughs> it doesn't sound Four bad of my nine zones weren't working. But the problem yeah. with that is is that my pool filler is hooked to the sprinkler system. So you had to get that done so I could keep auto filling the pool. So I quit throwing a hose, you know, bougie. Yeah. Can't throw a hose in the no. pool. Can't have none of that crap around my house. No, 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 no. <laughs> 1,200 doesn't. That doesn't. I would thought you were going to say no. 2,500. And I would have been like, okay, but 1,200, that just seems like a good deal. Because he hadn't, he didn't, he didn't give me an invoice, obviously, because I mean, it was a cash deal. He, he goes, he starts counting with his fingers when he's starting to figure out my bill. And I'm like, hold on, man, this ain't going the right way. And then he's like, it could tell like he was like, 
eight, and he's like, I'm gonna try for twelve. He's like, twelve hundred. I said, Whoa, whoa, hold on, hold on. Let's go back through this again. <laughs> That's right through. But he got me taken care of, and they did a heck of a job. And you know, we are where we're at, and got it fixed. Yeah, I'm telling you, after my mailbox and hearing that, if if you're not scared to do some work, get your hands dirty. Those are the jobs to be in, dude. I'm telling you, I I would own. Like I I had a guy. I don't know if he listens to the show or not, but he comes out and does work for me uh, on the flip houses and you know my house once a year, and. I offered to pay for his sprinkler certification and he went and got it and he decided, man, I don't really feel like doing it. I was like, dude, all you get so you get his license. I was like, I paid for it so you could get it. And I've known the kid a long time, but it's, uh, you know, there's a, there's some money to be made in sprinklers yeah. if you're doing repairs. Cause it's, you, you walk on the job, you're 300 bucks. Wow. So, but with any problems, you always run into stuff and we had a new kind of a new one we got working through right now. Yeah, we do have a new one that we're working through and it's a lengthy one. Way lengthy. That's okay because the I really liked the property and also because there's a massive profit range yeah. to be made. So so to take it back so you kind of understand what we're talking about, one of the Project One properties we got back was in is in Oklahoma, and it's in a certain county there. A county doesn't, I think, Atoka County. It's not a um, surprise county or anything like that. It's not on a secret county list that we can't tell you. But when we got the property, we noticed there was a... On the legal description and all the stuff in our in our initial due diligence, it looked good. It was a, a guy had gotten it from his mom who gotten it from the grandma, and he had all the heirs kind of quick quick claim deed it to him. And so everything looked good. It's not a it's like it's like, okay, well, we're gonna run it through abstract anyways. They're gonna they're gonna find a few things, we'll get it cleaned up. So we kind of planned for a quiet title needing to happen just to make sure everything was good, but it's you know part of the process. Courts closed. This property, when I looked in, into the um, OK County Records, it's a website that you can go look at county records in Oklahoma. You can pull up anything with that person's name that's been recorded about that property. So we went through that, and I see a probate, and so mom died. We knew that, so nothing new. Start going through it, and I see a, a designation in there. And there's a, and we've talked about this a little bit on one of the previous shows, but there was a designation in there that kind of threw me for a, a loop. And it it was a... Just an odd designation in the legal description. It was like, and I can't remember the term right off the off the tip of my tongue. It was like, um, I'm going to call it CM or CR303. I think that's right, actually. CR sounds right. Okay. So and, and it, it's something of that nature, but it just kind of looked odd. And it was only in the legal description that went through court, not the one that's on file on all the deeds in at the county level. So call the attorney and say, hey, man, look at this. He goes, I, I think that means... It was uh, MC-303. It was Mississippi Choctaw, and that was the register number for the guy. And so what that means is that property was given to that family because they're Native American. And it's a interesting piece now. Now we've got a property that could have a restricted deed. This is what we're talking about today, right? Yeah. Okay. You looked at me like... You looked at me like you were ready for me to say something. <laughs> okay. I, I, I was waiting for you to finish the story. I was like, I'm on a tangent here. I was like, got on Mondays. We're, we got the case of the Mondays going on. So we, uh, so now we've got to get a hold of the the Bureau of Indian Affairs and say, hey, or Interior Affairs, which, which, whichever term you want to, what acronym you want to use, and say, hey, can we get permission to buy this property? And the reason they require that is they have to do a an estimate on a property or a um, what's that term? Just went blank again. Appraisal. Appraisal, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so they have to do appraisal to make sure that we're not taking advantage of the, the people that we're buying it from. But while doing all of this, we find out that, so grand, say call a grandpa got the property. He left it to grandma and his three kids. Well, grandma left it through there. So there was a, an initial term in there. So there's some a bunch of work that's done in there. And it was a, 
they missed a fractional ownership in it. So it's like we have six heirs that have one seventy tooth ownership. Seventy second. Seventy tooth or second? <laughs> Seventy tooth. I don't think is right. Okay, okay. Seventy okay. second is correct. <laughs> Seventy tooth. Seventy tooth sounds cool though. No, no. Would you like to touch my seventy tooth? Sounds, <laughs> sounds pretty like you're missing a tooth. Okay, a little redneck. Okay. So now here we are. We're we're uh, finally getting courts opened up. But the the thing about a we we have found out that it is restricted property. So the, all the quit claim deeds to get it to one person after the the deaths and everything weren't good now so what we're having to do is file a suit with the um with the the indian, indian affairs indian affairs group right bureau whatever the it is. bureau of indian affairs or interior affairs to make sure that we can get approval on a deed then a quiet title suit has to take place so we have it all in one person's name so we can make this happen yeah and i correct me if i'm wrong but initially it had to go Indian Affairs, and then a quiet tide. But now we're able to do both simultaneously. Well, no, originally we thought we were going to do it uh, at the same time, but they have moved. They went, they're fighting back and forth. So our attorneys, luckily, they know their way around that court system because this isn't new for them. This particular one is because we have, we got kind of stopped in that quick claim deed because those people weren't under contract. So they can't file the suit with the Indian Affairs until we have either all the people, all the heirs under contract or they have all redone new quick claim deeds that aren't just specified to an interest in a party. They have the whole, all their interest in the, because essentially they sold half of their, their interest to their, say called cousin. And now we have to get those other half or they have to be added to the cell. So there's six of those so far, four of them have signed in their spouses and now we're two more. We're still waiting to get done. Yeah. And as far as time frame goes, this whole appraisal process with the going through the tribe, that's a, minimum of two to three months before anything's done. Right? Yeah, because of corona. So it's pushed back even farther. Normally it's a two or three week deal. Well with corona, it's they're two to three months out right now. So yeah. what we're hoping happens is we can so what we did we basically put it all back on the seller. Said, hey, we're into this property for quite a bit of attorney work, you know, abstract, getting all this done. You're under contract for getting us marketable title. You have to either A, we have to sell it to them too, or B, you have to get quick claim deeds. We'll draw it up. And give them to you. All you have to do is have them signed and notarized, and then we can add that to the petition. Mm-hmm. And so that's what that's where we're at right now. And at this point, he's got almost he's almost got all, all of them. them yeah. yeah. So that's good. That's the good news, right? It's just what a surprise, right? Because wow, this guy that we're under contract with, he's not. If I'm correct, he's not Native American. No, he is. Oh, he is. Yeah, he is as oh, well. Okay. Okay. Yeah, uh, and the, so we're under contract with him and his niece, and both of them, like she works for I knew she the, was the for nation, sure, yeah. and he is as well. You know, and he's retired Navy, you know, and he's he's trying to do the right thing and trying to make sure it's easy as possible. So nothing in ill intent for them. But some of the things that he said leads me to believe that he went in and tried to fix this early on and they made a they made an error in the paperwork. And when he realized it, he didn't know how to correct it. And I don't know if he got opinion from an attorney and it was wrong or they when they went to do the probates, the person didn't do a full look and they missed a probate because we had to find a probate. Luckily, the Indian, the um, the Choctaw Nation had it, so we were able to use that and get it put in place. And then we had to, we found where they missed how they got it all separated up. Good thing is that he knows who these people are, and they're alive. Yeah, and they're close, so he yeah. gets this thing care of. Yeah, because well, we would be out several thousand dollars at, at this, this point, falling yeah. apart. Yeah, so that's kind of, I mean, that's the. So everybody's like, why do you buy in Oklahoma? I buy in Oklahoma, and and we mail it because. 
that is someplace I like to go. I think it's a cool area. It's a nice topography. You have pretty trees. You have mountains. It's For me, it's that I've bought a couple properties there that I wish I would have kept, and I know that more will come up eventually. So in the event that I find a 20 or a 40 there that is just tree and it's got good access, I'll probably keep it and put a cabin on it, and that'll be kind of a hideaway for the next five or six years, holding a business inventory, then it'll sell. So that's why we shop there. The downfall of Oklahoma is this exact thing right? we're talking about. You're into an abstract. You're into an attorney's opinion. Now you're 1400 bucks into a deal, and you don't know if you're going to get it and what corrective actions you have to do. So then you throw in a quiet, a quiet title suit, which now you're $4,000 into closing costs. I mean, what did we spend on two that went relatively cleanly? We were close to 3700 bucks on one of them. Yeah, sure. I can't remember off the top of my head. But yeah. uh, the, the 100 in Haskell. We have 50. I think we've, we wired over 53000 and some change. Yeah. So, and there was yeah, that's true. Yeah. 400 and something dollars in curative work because we had to do a quick claim deed and find the people uh-huh. to do the deed because somebody else did the property wrong. Yeah, there's a lot of that going on. Yeah. It's funny how these are big properties and they're valuable properties, yeah. and yet there is massive mistakes in title. Dude, it's crazy. It's crazy. So, when buying, you know, so Native American property, I don't want people to get it twisted to that they think it's the filter in data tree that says Native American property. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about restricted deed property that has to have an approval. So you have to file the petition, get approval. They won't give approval unless it has a, I just went blank on a term again. <laughs> Case of the Mondays. I'm telling you, what's a, where they check the price estimate. Appraisal. Appraisal. God, was, my mind kept going, Prapa, prapa, prapa. <laughs> it wasn't there. Uh, so they have to get an appraisal to make sure that we're not doing it. If we can't come to terms, they have to run it through a sheriff's sale. Mm. And so there's still, like, we're still, like, floating along here. Like, we we have been told that, hey, their price looks fair, you know, which is kind of scary to me that if they're ready to say, hey, because you kind of you want it to be at a price point where they're like, oh, man, they're getting these guys. But we're not. It's, it's at a it's solid price point because we know we're going to pay a little bit more because we still have a ton of margin in it. Yeah, there's over $100,000. And the area is really nice. Like, the, it looked like the property next to it was a giant cattle farm i mean it, it was yeah i mean well it, taken care so of. so when i when that's what sold me on this property is knowing what he did with his and knowing that our trees have never been cut so he had those big trees that was all cleaned out underneath it so does could this property probably afford to use five or six thousand dollars worth of cleanup work mm-hmm. i think it probably could and it, it's it's going to elevate the value but that's not necessarily the business we're in yeah. but it is the the dream of you know, what can you get? What can you do? Do you develop? Do you not? And that's the question we've asked ourselves for 2020. Is this something we take on? Yeah, that property, that's why I think I liked it is because if you went in there and did that work next to the neighbors out there, mm-hmm. it would just be, oh my God, it would be such a nice property. Yeah. So would the other one in uh, the 40 acre, right? I guess every, every property we have that we've bought right now is just... It's top shelf. It is. They are just top shelf. It's pretty amazing. So and that's, a, that's the thing that's exciting for me to see is I want to look back at the end of 2020 and said, hey, we... You know, the deals that we did with Project One and the people, the full transparency for those guys and girls that came to that, they'll be able to see it and be like, oh man. So you don't have to get one for 300. You can, you know, if it's one to 3,000, but that 3,000, that one out of that 3,000 you send, you still make 60 to 100,000 bucks. Hindsight, you're going to be like, hell yeah, I do it all day. Yeah. But, you know, that's part of it. And it's part of the learning process. I've never bought deed restricted land before, going through it now. Yeah. Cool. I think that was uh, enough for now. We're going to touch base back on this one after we get it all. Finished. After we go through the whole process yeah. and get it closed, we'll probably do a, a special on it so you can kind of see it and, and then throw in some pictures of it. Yeah. Cool. All right. That's it for today then. 
as always, do us a favor. Go to Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Give us a like, a follow, and a subscribe. And then go to iTunes. Go to Stitcher. Go to wherever else you're listening to us. Like, rate, review, and subscribe to the show. We appreciate it. We love you. We'll see you Wednesday. See you guys.